the simple spirituality podcast why is it so hard to remain happy i mean it it's a really important question right even after all these schools and and traditions and philosophies and uh, i mean in in some cases decades of of meditative and spiritual practices happiness is so hard to gain and so easy to lose there there must be some reasons to it especially when uh, there are these spiritual schools and and traditions who who really uh, stress that happiness is our true nature and if it is our true nature then why is it so hard why why should it be so hard and we will come on to how to tackle this hardness but i think it's it's also important to to understand what are the reasons behind behind why so quickly do we do we descend back into into chaos and and madness let's spend some time in in this podcast to look at the reasons the the first and the probably the biggest reason here is that uh, right from from a childhood there have been there has been years and years of of coverings on our soul we have been told what is expected by by society and and we have been told what is true and what is material and what denotes success doing what will will increase our our stature in society and that is how we would usually attain happiness as well as respect of others and this is a this is a sort of a self strengthening story which which we keep on telling ourselves in in a pursuit for happiness uh, as we go through our initial 20 30 years on this on this earth and when we find happiness to be to be so reclusive and so hard to maintain and sustain we we create these these structures which which tell us that descending back or or even i mean in a, in a mind it is ascending up to the rat race and to beat others in this in this race for for material desires that is the way to remain happy so even after understanding and and meditating and practicing it is it is easy to fall back into this trap because we have had years of of muscle memory and and mental memory which which keeps on pulling us back it's it's i mean look at it as as some sort of a super glue Uh, which even when you try to stretch it it pulls you back to itself that is that is one of the primary reasons why and and you would you would even see it in the case of these these gurus and spiritual teachers who who at 60 70 years of age fall into some some scandal it is because uh, uh, this this glue of our earlier stories and of, of our earlier desires is it's it is quite difficult to to rip it off completely and uh, i mean we we look at the research which um, sometime back uh, counted as or, or at least estimated what are the sensory inputs so our our senses they they touch around 11 million bits per per second which is which is all the combined sensory inputs but our mind is capable of processing only only 50 bits per second so it is it is much easier for our for our consciousness and our and a brain to pick and to include what it has been trained for and what it has been trained for 
is that achieving material desires is that by by treating our own ego by treating our own self as a very tangible entity which has to beat everybody else in this in this game of life on this on this earth in our in our mortal years and that is what our brain has been trained for and these are the sensory inputs which our consciousness will pick and strengthen and and keep on repeating till we till we come back into the same structure so this is the the primary problem or or the primary reason why it is hard to remain happy but but there are there are plenty more there is this well proven psychological concept called called the hedonic treadmill or hedonic adaptation which is the tendency of of humans of of uh, which is our inner tendency to to basically get used to any level of happiness so the moment we attain a goal the moment we achieve the happiness which which our brain had been promising us to to be the the ultimate level of joy the moment we attain it that is the moment that uh, its its value starts decreasing in our own minds and it 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 becomes much less of a happy event than what we would have forecasted it to be and when we uh, when we look at it in terms of our evolutionary evolutionary behavior it 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 probably made sense right because uh, to survive uh, we we all had to search for food and and continuously search for food and and going back to the time when when humans were humans were hunters and gatherers it had to be a continuous fight for survival and we we didn't want our uh, or or evolution didn't want humans to be satisfied at the first kill or at the first food they found because food was in we, we they didn't have the capacity to store food so they had to continuously be on the lookout for for next food item or be on the lookout for the next danger around them which which meant that there was this capacity of a brain which developed which said that the moment you attain a goal the value which it it would have had the value which we would have forecasted uh, is not what the value we realize and again this this we see not only in the way our material desires are fulfilled but also in the way our our spiritual journey proceeds so there are people who who when they start on their spiritual journey are in in search of something really flashy and and glamorous and almost magical but but th- what they find out has a, has a much subtle much more subtle aspect to it and and it starts to to not have the shine which which our brains had had created a story around and they start losing the attraction so this hedonic adaptation is is a very uh, important reason why why we find happiness to so hard to to sustain another reason and and this is especially valid in in today's society and it and it's it it also uh, takes the thread of our of our original early childhood and 20s and and 30s uh, upbringing was um, was how we were shown the world to behave the story that was created and and today in in the age of social media and its 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 tentacles and it is quite obvious that material achievements shine brighter and they are seen from from afar the the spikes of excitement look to be much higher and in many cases they do uh, uh, actually they, they are realized as being much higher and this this all just reinforces the the story which 
which our brain is always knocking. I mean, some part of our brain is always saying that if you choose this this spiritual road, which is which is really uh, turning the concept of happiness and the concept of goals on its head. But if you choose this 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 journey, this road, you are missing out on something else. And this something else is which is being bombarded on our senses daily, multiple times via via news and social media and our our friends and families who are who are trying to showcase the happy moments or 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 at least project that their happiness is is much larger than what is actually being realized and all of that is is really building the pressure on our minds now you combine it with with the rise of of capitalism and uh, right after after the second world war and and it, during all the the previous decades of of the rise of american style of capitalism where where the only value which was valid in the world was was monetary value and and humans too were to be measured in terms of the 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 change in the stock price or the change in revenue which they can bring and not only was this sort of thinking prevalent it was also made to be the way to look to to live and this is a problem because if you are living in this manner which which tells you that every interaction during your daytime every interaction with your colleagues every interaction with your uh, in your network and and definitely every interaction which you make online has to have a monetary output it it simply makes it impossible if if you want to live a really ethical and moral and uh, and the way of of the dharma because i mean empathy and and compassion and uh, selflessness all of these things become uh, become become weaknesses and and not only are they perceived as weakness you know they they are being told point blank to your face that that this is a weakness you should get rid of it if you want to succeed higher in this world and there actually has been a statistically valid valid research which tells us that uh, rich people have lesser empathy than than average average population because the the higher they go up the chain the higher the ladder of power and money and influence they they reach they find out that the monetary output of kindness and compassion is 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 simply uh, irrelevant to them it it has no value and they can replace the humans much faster than they would want to change themselves and this becomes a problem this becomes a problem not only because these these 1% or 5% or 10% of the population is acting in this manner but the problem is that the rest of the 90% of population looks up at them and it, it sees that okay this is the behavior which took them to this place hence i must also exhibit this behavior which means that i cannot live an ethical life and if you are not living an ethical life uh, happiness i mean it, it's not happiness would be harder to sustain it is that it you will lose it you, that is not how how you can live a live a sustainable happiness happy life and and no spiritual practice no no uh, meditation or vipassana or, or silent meditation or any other of these any other of these genres of of spiritual practices would help you because all through your your waking day you are acting in a manner which is which is not right I and mean, there is there is no other way to describe it it is not right 
And this problem is, is even more severe because these people, this, this small subset of population which is in power, this population tends to be the loudest. This population tends to be made up of people with, with more confidence, with, with a louder voice, which reaches to, to a large segment. And for most of the other people who are actually living their spiritual life, they tend to be a quieter voice. And this is why it, it just makes it difficult day in and day out to live a life which would lead you to, to happiness. So, so what happens? What, what happens is that even if we change, those around us do not. And this is not only in, in a professional sphere, it is also in our personal relationships. We change, we understand that living a life based on these principles is how we should live our life. And we try our, our utmost to make these initial changes and which, which often require sacrifices. But the people around us are, are simply on a, on a different game. They're, 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 their game is different. Their playing field is different. The rules are, are different. So what invariably happens is that very often, and this could be happening multiple times during our, our day, that we have to change our plane to, to communicate with those around us. And we, we often have to take that, that nature or, or even, even take that mask onto us, which, which allows, allows us to communicate with them. And this weakens our resolve. This weakens our own practice. And doing that day in and day out takes its, its toll. And, and we are not trying to be condescending here. It is, it is a very plain fact that everyone is on a different stage of, of wisdom journey. I mean, people who are, who are actually living an, an, an ethical life, even they differ in, in, the, in the manner and in the, in the strength and in the stress that they are playing on, on particular tenets in, in, in their life. And they would differ as to the amount of empathy and, and compassion and, and loving kindness which they have to show. So the people around us are on a different, uh, different plane. And if day in and day out we, we have to get down from wherever, wherever we are, it, it just makes it that much more difficult to get back up. And this is, this is actually a very practical problem that sometimes there are structural problems in, in our ecosystem which cannot be managed, which cannot be dealt with simply by, by our spiritual or meditative or, or intellectual pursuits. We have to sometimes change the situation itself, which obviously is a, is a very practical and sometimes not possible, not probable course of action. So what all of this means by by outlining these reasons and and there could be plenty more that uh, even after getting the wisdom or even after training for decades we can and we will lose track and we will revert to old habits and by by old habits it could be falling into the traps of ego or or material desires or or to put it more philosophically um, the trap of searching permanence in a fundamentally impermanent scenario. Either way, we will come back to how we can attain happiness. But uh, in, this, in this particular segment, what I wanted to stress was that 
this is just the the unfortunate way in which human life is is structured there will be days where you will find it tough to be to come back to your to your source of happiness to to feel that everything is is just perfect the way it is and this is precisely why we must keep on practicing both the the spiritual mechanisms and also the right way of living and by the right way of living i i particularly stress that we choose the situations we are in we choose the the job that we do we choose the friends and the company that we keep we choose specifically what will be our our mode of earning we make sure that we are not compromising any of the tenets uh which which we are focusing on during our our day and sometimes it might mean that we have to make a big change in our life but if that is how it is we we must plan towards it because only then would would our spiritual practices only then the vedantic knowledge the 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 buddhist practices the stoic philosophies would would allow us to to live a sustained and 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 sustainable happy life it would it would ensure that that even in those moments when we lose it when we lose this anchor we can come back to it and even when it takes time we are we are much much more in control and we are able to have a higher degree of of resilience in the face of whatever life throws at us so good luck in your in your journey good luck in your in your resilience and i will see you again in the in the next episode of the simple spirituality podcast <laughs>